Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Um, Steve is off in Vegas having fun without me, and I'm not bitter at all. But I'm actually very happy because in Steve's place, we have a friend of mine, a very funny guy, a very cool guy, uh, who is headlining at Hilarities on November the 11th, so check him out. John Armstrong is in the house. How you doing, brother? I am well. Woo! How are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've been traveling a lot. I'm about to spend some time at home. I'm happy about that. Uh, it's great to have you back. You've been on here before, so you... Uh, I am a returning you, guest. You this are your returning good. guest, yeah. Yes. It says we, we like you. Um, so... We always talk, bounce around, talk about stuff, and uh, you want to talk about Biden and student loan debt. We've, you know, it's been an issue. I want to hear your. Thoughts. I want to talk about everything, but you asked me a few things, so right. that, okay, that, okay. that instantly popped in my head. All yeah. right. Well, what are your thoughts? We've talked about it a bit on the show. It's to, it's obviously kind of a a gesture. It's funny to me how many people are losing their minds over it. There, you know, no one complains about spending when it's military or whatever, but you're gonna let these students off oh, anger. Well, that lets you know it's not about the money, fundamentally, because a lot of the people who are arguing about this, like they did it in the, like they showed these people's PPP loans that got, right, you know what I mean, dismissed, and they were hundreds of thousands, some were millions of dollars, and it's like, you got the nerve to be mad at $10,000. It's so many layers of this that's fucked. So first of all, he could have just forgiven student loan debt, but he didn't do that. It's ten thousand dollars, but and that does help a lot. But it really only helps because it just diverts the money that would be going to the payments, so now it's going into the economy. It's a, it's a right. way of stimulating yeah. the economy and, and finally getting a lot of people, millennials who need to buy houses, to buy houses because they only own I think six percent of wealth in America, while boomers still own about um, what is it, sixty? I I, I but, if you throw numbers at me. I got to do some crap. Right, I didn't right, do that. All right, sorry. But, but yeah, so, and then on top of that, you they really should be getting to the bigger thing of why is college so expensive and it shouldn't cost as much because ultimately we're still paying somebody off. So all this shit needs to come down because a lot of these people who are arguing against this, I paid for my college. It's like, yeah, you paid for college when you could pay for college working at a diner. You can't do right. that anymore. It's right. literally tens of thousands of dollars. And on top of that... The thing that nobody really talks about is the amount of interest you pay that doesn't even touch the principal, which is why you have people who have $40,000 of student loan debt, they've paid $65,000 of that debt, and then they still have $50,000 of debt. That's the problem. And until they address that, then we're going to keep going back to this. We need to do something more just holding these kids' feet to the fire. But it's, it's fucked in so many ways. But I ultimately, I am glad he did it because it's something, but it's such a half measure on something that we're not even fundamentally addressing the structural rot of, which is everything. Say that about a lot of things. Um, yeah, the people getting mad about it crack me up because it doesn't hurt you. When you talk, when people talk about government debt, um, it's 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 funny how when there's a Republican in office, 
debt is no big deal. In fact, let's spend, let's spend, let's spend. If a Democrat gets into office and suddenly it's, we're borrowing money and blah, blah, blah. All right. Dick Cheney famously said that debts don't matter. Yeah. Oh. And um, he also <laughs> famously said getting into Iraq would be a quagmire, quagmire and then helped get us into Iraq. So. And we'll be viewed as liberators. Or no, yeah. that was Rumsfeld. That yeah. was Rumsfeld who said that. Yeah. But, but Dick Cheney, when he was Bush's defense secretary, said, when he was the yeah, elder Bush's defense secretary, said, in going into Iraq will get us into a quagmire similar to Vietnam. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Under yeah. the younger Bush, he was the biggest uh, proponent of yeah, let's go into Iraq. Hawk, so, let's, so, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, we're digging deep. So, I, I, we talked about the pot uh, pardon on the show last week, and I opened with my thoughts. Um, so, I'd like to hear yours. I haven't heard that, though. What are your thoughts on the pot thing? No, no, no. I want you to go first because mine have already. People are listening to this, so I, oh, they've already okay. heard me. Oh, okay. The listeners. The, the we're listeners. not just, yeah. We're. So, of course, I think it's good. They, they, they should have, the minute that states were allowed to legalize weed in some capacity, automatically people should be let out of jail. The fact that there are people in jail for selling weed and you can go and buy weed at a corner store now, it is, it's, if somebody would have told us that when we were kids, it would be laughable. This is like an Onion article, you know what I mean? Right. And so the fact that it's like controversial to let people out who have sold weed is just like, it's, it's again, just like the other argument of the student loans. We're at a point now to where there's a lot of bad faith actors in this shit, and, and people don't even argue stuff on ideology anymore. It's, it's, it's very just Hatfields and McCoys. It's my side versus your side. I don't care. That's why, the, that's why you have a person like Herschel Walker running. He is a piece of shit, and he is not a conservative in any way, shape, or form, except in the sense that he wants, he likes hierarchy. You know what I mean? And right. dominance. But he, you know what I mean? And it's like that when you um, deal with this with the people with either the student loan or even the weed. They, they don't really believe that, but people get riled up pushing back against. Well, the thing about. So what, the I, said, opposition. So what I said about it was it sounds like a nice gesture, but it really doesn't mean anything because the number of people in federal prison for simple possession is so small. That's well. That's the thing. That's why you have to. Uh, def he had to defer to the states to uh, do it. And one of the things that's happening now is a lot of these states, Republican-run states, aren't pardoning these people because they have a big stake in keeping them incarcerated. Because the prison lobby, there's a lot of private prisons in places like Ohio, Texas, like uh, yeah. everywhere, really, and California. That, that, and, and that should be illegal. That was one thing Obama did that I thought was. You know, huge, and of course, it didn't last. I mean, well, and and and, and it just becomes a thing like um, you you just shuffle it around. You know what I mean? You 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 okay? This ain't a for profit prison, but we'll put it in the federal, but we'll just pump right, up the numbers. Right. But you you still find a way. But ultimately, there are all there are lawmakers and people in the prison industrial complex that are are openly lobbying against people getting pardoned out just because you literally need bodies. This is a slave force. It's the 13th Amendment, man. Like, once you are incarcerated, you don't have any rights. And this, it is literally money. People get, what, is it 60000 per inmate? Oh, and, I, on, and on top of that, the amount of capital that they can produce because you have these people making uh, goods for all types of Fortune 500 companies. You know what I mean? They're not just stamping fucking 
You know what I mean? License plates. You know what I mean? I don't. You know, I don't know. Dude, I, dude, I'll Google it, man. Like, I'm, 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 I'm and, not doubting you. I don't know. And I don't to know. the listeners, I, I I challenge you to do the same. And and maybe if I'm off, like call me on it. But I am definitely uh, to paraphrase like what's going on. There are a lot of people who stand to lose money on this, and it's been a way to control black populations. I mean, li- Nixon literally has it on tape. <laughs> they talk about why they made weed illegal because it was to control hippies and black people. Yeah. They well, literally it was, it, said it. So the fact that you can go to that, if this was a, a true court, somebody could throw all this shit out because all of it is predicated on that. You know what I mean? So I, it's like, why are we even having this conversation about weed in the first place? This is correcting a wrong, you know what I mean? But again, I can see how it can seem like political, whatever, what Biden is doing because everything he does is like that. But it's still, it's, it helps, but it's not enough. Yeah, it's, it, it's, that's what I thought. It's an empty gesture. It's, it's, but it's not empty because it's going to change. It's just like the, the $10,000 student loan thing. It's on, the, the uh, metrics are lower than what they should be, but it's going to fundamentally change thousands of lives. What, 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 he, what, to do it right, and he probably could do this by executive order, he won't, is just say, okay, the scheduling of, Cannabis yeah. is gone. It's you know there's exactly. eighteen states or whatever it is now that say what's, yeah, what's it's a schedule one drug. It's fun. Cocaine's a schedule two. And, and heroin, yeah, you know, it's, it's marijuana and heroin are in the same classification according to the federal government. But don't, ain't LSD schedule one too? I'm sure. Yeah, but the, the whole point. The, here's the funny thing about it though. Schedule one means that it has no medical value, yeah. and yet twenty, or thirty, however many states have literally a medical marijuana program. That's so, what I'm saying. The fact that you have states that have it legal and people are locked up. Yes, this is a half-assed gesture he's doing. But if you're an inmate and you get out of jail on this, like you, right. you, you could be a Republican and you're like, thank fucking God, thank you, get me the fuck out of here. This oh. is gonna fundamentally that if if it, even if it's just that one person, I'm telling you, just from seeing people who come out of jail and like. Or, or prison, you know what I mean? It's it's a big deal. It's not enough, but it's a big deal because I don't think people really sit back and think about... Because I, I guess we literally throw people away when people go to jail, but I've, oh, known, I've known enough people in prison and just to see how the process goes and how it just scoops people up that... Oh, definitely. Once by you- any mistake, we could all be in be in prison by something just by approximation of oh you knew this guy who was into this and that or the day you were in the room where there was so much weed or coke in the room and if somebody but you know what i mean sure sure the, 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 the reason i'm calling it empty is because it will affect a fairly a very small number of people now but, but, it, man, but it's a big deal to those people man. to those people it's absolutely world changing um but if it's I guess my point is it's not far enough, and I, I think it's purely a political move. And you're right. What cracks me up is whenever I hear the uh, the right wing, you know, everything. Or so we're in the midterm seasons. We'll get to, we'll get to that. In fact, let's let's let's. I'll wait till we get to that. Let's talk about two quick ones. Or I don't think it won't be quick. Trump got indicted. It's not going to mean shit because he's not going to show up. Yeah. But it's a pretty fucking big deal that a guy who. Well, he didn't get indicted yet, did he? Did yeah. He got a subpoena. No. Uh oh. Shoot. Uh. Yes, he's been subpoenaed. Yeah, he's I been subpoenaed, yeah. All right, I just fucked up. But he's not going to answer the subpoena. Um, well, there's a way that they can uh, approach that, too. If he doesn't answer the subpoena, they have a, a, another legal avenue to where um, basically they can... Um, 
Well, they can hold him in contempt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which brings us to Steve Bannon, who was held in contempt because he was subpoenaed, chose not to show up. Yeah, he just got four months. And he just got sentenced to four months in federal prison. Now, he's Yeah, and like a $6,000 fine, which ain't 6500 yeah. Yeah. They, they wanted like 200 But you know what? Even if it was... I think they wanted two hundred grand, and they got 6500 Even if it was two hundred grand, Steve Bannon has two hundred grand in his couch cushions. I mean, the dude is fabulously wealthy. Well, even even beyond that, they have enough sycophants that they could be flat broke and they could still get it paid for. You know, I wonder if that well will dry up. Because we talked about Alex Jones last week. He's got a 960... 960- no, it's not. It's not. What, what the fuck inspires someone who is living in, you know, a border... I'm not even going to try to get, you know, shitty. But, you know, you're living in Podunk, West Virginia. You're barely scraping by... And or Steve let's Bannon. say Ohio. Ohio guys, plenty of white true. ghettos out here. True. You go out in the middle of nowhere, it's a it's pretty despondent people. Uh, I think because everybody here's a here's a common truth that we can all see. We're getting fucked. <laughs> and then and then where the where everything starts to change is how you perceive how you're getting fucked and who you perceive who's fucking you. The way who I think is fucking everyone is ultimately capitalism. That is what's fucking everything from the environment to uh, the earth. Healthcare. Yeah, yeah. Healthcare, these these structures that we have in place that just keep uh, certain elements of society in certain places just to keep things going. It's like how we all just resign to the fact that, yeah, we get our clothes and our electronics from countries that don't pay the people to do it. Right. And, 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 and in our head, we're like, well, it just has to be that way because there's just not enough money to pay people. And it's like, if that's true, then that system is fundamentally fucked. Because one of the things we found during the pandemic is the people that really mattered were the menial jobs that we always shit on. And the people who really could take off are the jobs that really don't mean them, which is most jobs in this economy, middleman jobs. You know what I mean? I do. Um the, the, that's a, a kind of a, a different conversation because there's jobs that if you know when we just had lunch together at Hatfields Good Grub in Cleveland that's a, a shameless throw out to those guys but they're good folks but um, the when you don't have people to do jobs like bartending waiting whatever and you realize oh shit that makes my life better like I yeah. like being able to go to a place and have, be taken care of and we were discussing this uh, at lunch that you're, you're working for tips. Well, where do tips come from, John? <laughs> yeah, the, the the niceness of the people who just so happen to come in. But it's not a guaranteed amount of money. I've talked to so many people because I still bartend now. And they were like, you know, how come all these places are closed and people don't want to work? And, I, and people having problems with staffing. And I know a lot of people who I've worked with over the years who aren't in the service industry anymore. And it's because, like, it's nothing like a fucking pandemic to let you know, hey, I need fucking health insurance. And most people who work in this business of the service industry don't have insurance. And if you do have insurance, you're underinsured. You know what I mean? It's, so, it's, it's, it's a good hustle if you're young and you can, and you can push it and, and get into something. But fundamentally exploitation is built into the model. You will not have a profitable service, food service uh, job unless the 
it's so posh that the ticket prices is places that you're paying hundreds of dollars for the meal. Then it could be profitable. But everything beyond that, you're making like five or ten cent on the dollar if you're lucky. So you have to have illegal people in the back. You have to have a front of the house staff that gets paid less than minimum wage. You know what I mean? You have yeah. to have managers that have to, that can work sixty to seventy hours, but they have to be on salary because if they were hourly, they you know what I mean? Everybody has to take it on the chin for this thing to work, and that is capitalism. Everybody has to take it on the chin for these few people at the top to get what they want. So this whole system is what's fucking up. You're not wrong. Um, it, and I, I don't have numbers in front of me to know we're going to go down that road. But I'm sorry. No, it's, it's, it's good, man. Uh, it's all good. Uh, but anyway, so Bannon is going to jail for four months. Well, how much do you think he'll do? None. Maybe a month? None. I think he'll end up with an ankle monitor. Okay. And... Um, because I think he'll do like a, a month. Okay, well, I, look, I Steve Bannon's a funny one to me because he's I mean, he's got some credentials. I mean, he was like a kind of a in some hardcore shit in the Navy and all that. Yeah, um, he was a Hollywood producer, man. He was also that, and and that, that and that's actually where I was going to go. He's also a guy who rails against the Hollywood elites, and he is one of them. You hear? I think we've talked about this before. There's a common thread with uh, a lot of conservatives who hate the left and uh, in particular the Hollywood left and they're like failed actors, comedians. I mean, look at your Ben Shapiro's, look at your Stephen Crowder's. Crowder, yeah, Crowder's like, the best. There's so many conservatives, your Steve Bannon's, who rail against that just because... I mean, even... Uh, Clarence Thomas talks about that. Like, he got um, bullied by, um, you know, liberals, and he just made it his life's mission to just, you know what I mean? So I think, and that's why, fundamentally, I don't think a large amount of conservatism is actually an ideology as much as it's uh, just trolling. Yeah, absolutely. It's 100%. They and, get they and, get off on 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 shitting on the opposition to the point to where that's why that book What's the Matter with Kansas which just addresses why white people continue to vote against their interests. You know what I mean? Because they think somehow you know it's gonna help them. Like the Democrats still will probably get trashed in this fucking election, and Republicans straight up came out and banned abortion. And you still can't rally enough white people to the polls to be like, well, that's not right. You know what I mean? Just because... And, and to, to be fair, because Democrats suck so fucking bad. The, Democrats are just like the Browns or the Washington Generals. It's like, you, ha- <laughs> you must be getting paid to lose how bad you are. You, you statistically can't be this bad. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, but the funny part about that is that the people who would do the things that you're talking about would lose. And the Democrats, in the case what of Joe Biden, well, like Bernie Sanders. So look at the Republicans. I know we've had this discussion before, and I don't believe that. I believe that you you can't go in with that preconceived notion or we will lose, or you have to have the balls like the Republicans and be like, I am willing to take it on the chin and lose a few elections, but I will lose on integrity because that's another thing. You think, guys are, you think the Republicans are losing, willing to lose on integrity? Come on now. Well, I, I'm not saying that they have integrity, but they have the balls to stand behind the bullshit that they say. That's true. You know That's what I true. mean? That's true. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene says some ridiculous yeah, they, bullshit. Yeah, they, they, they don't, like, like they, the shit that uh, Democrats do when they did the, let's wear some kindy cloths and kneel, or just all this stupid 
Steve, shit Steve, that... Steve and I got into a fight about that because I called that bullshit and he thought I was being a dick. But when I see Chuck Schumer in a kinty cloth... Yeah, it's, it's pathetic, man. It's... And, and and it's it's another thing that it's one of those things when you try to please everybody you please nobody because black people don't fall for it and then white people further feel like well this ain't even a party for me you know what I mean so sure. then you start alienating these people but at the same time that's what makes me think that it's some Washington general shit because you can't be this bad you can't be like how hard is it to say we need clean water. We need clean air. The answer is, it's People easy to should say. make enough money to be able to pay their bills and have fun. And if that happened, maybe there's less billionaires, but there'll actually be more money in the system because people actually will be able to afford the creature comforts that make life worth living. But capitalism has eaten shit up so much to where people are barely surviving, and it's like, and it's feeding into just this social decline, and then. And the fascism that's going to arise, or that's already rising from this, because people are just seeking some type of structure. You know, okay, that's, there's a couple ways I would think about that. Because one of them is fascism seeking some kind of structure. The, the way people fall in line with Donald Trump is flat-out cultism. Yeah, period. Yeah. It is. And that is what leads to fascism. One thing that drives me nuts is when people say, socialism's evil. I'm like, okay, tell me about socialism. The government takes your money. Okay, well, the government already takes your money, but let's go a bit further. Socialism is actually not a bad thing, but people say, well, socialism leads to communism. There are zero examples in history well, of a socialist country becoming a communist country. The, the American government did a, an amazing job with the propaganda against socialism. And, no, and, and, that, and, that, and that is why so many people have a negative view of it. And I, and I don't think... And I, I, I would... I'm a far leftist. I, w I like socialism. I would say I'm a socialist, but at the same time, I don't fall on any economic hill because even if that didn't work, I would scrap it. You know what I mean? My whole thing is there's no reason for the hoarding of wealth. There is no reason for this uh, planned obsolescence, for this manufactured scarcity that we have even like this is whiskey congress i'm a bartender you know how hard it is to get so many bourbons just because of the way certain distilleries hold shit just to keep the prices up and it's like i do get it supply and demand and you do want to have uh, a demand for your product but at the same time people want your product you know what I mean? So you're you're gumming up the line so bad. It's like the shit that the beers does with diamonds in fucking Africa. You know what I mean? Sure. Because they the amount of diamonds they have, they're not worth what they claim they are. You know what I mean? But to to have that, they have to have this manufactured scarcity. When it's like you've done such a good job advertising, these bitches still want these diamonds, so you can still get the money out of it. But you ain't got a fucking I don't know. It just gets to a point to where the exploitation gets so bad that it doesn't have to be that extreme. I know what you're saying, and I agree that wealth disparity is the real um, thing that's killing this country. The, yeah, the, I don't think people really can fathom what a billion is. Like, billion is a lot. Let me, all right, let me, let me do this. I'll try to do this off the top of my head. But, hold on. Give me one so you can spend a million dollars a day for three straight years to use a billion dollars. Spend a million. So if you make it a thousand dollars a day, it's like thirty thousand years. You can spend a dollar a day for thirty thousand years to spend a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, and I, I might have fucked that up by a factor of ten. <laughs> I've have, I've have not consumed any cannabis yet today. Did you carry I, the one? 
I might have. I might. Yeah. Anyway, but it's it, it, no. You're right. People don't understand what it is. And Jesse Ventura, who I find fascinating. I love Jesse Ventura. I, remember yeah, I always him, liked him. I yeah. remember him as a, a wrestler. And, I didn't always agree with his politics, but I do like. He seems to come from a genuine, pure place. Hundred percent genuine guy, yeah. and he has said we should not have billionaires in this country. Yeah. Yeah, and I was I was talking to somebody about that. Not only should there be a minimum wage, there should be a maximum wage. Once you and and that's kind of what the tax rate was like when people talk about like tax rates should be so days. high and stuff like that. I do get that. Like when you get to the point to where like we're taking eighty to ninety percent of your money, it it, it seems sure. fundamentally wrong. But the whole thought behind that is the maximum wage thing. It's like when you get to a certain amount. Like, you're at a certain amount, the gravity of what you are is sucking everything up. So to keep you in balance and to let you know that you're still a citizen of this, then you're going to be in service of this uh, whole thing. It's the Greek thing of, you know, democracy is like you became this because of the roads and the uh, institutions sure. and the schools that you are around. This, this just didn't happen in a vacuum, which so when you accumulate a certain amount of wealth, that goes back into the infrastructure that made you who you are. So that does make sense, but after a while, you know, tax codes get you know fucked around. Well, and that's the problem: is the rich people have the ability to get around paying and, and that. They, and then they talk to poor people and try to equate what they would go through, what they're going through. Like, imagine if the government took seventy percent of your money. It's like they're not going to do that to poor people because poor people already don't have money. <laughs> And there's kind of a poor tax anyway to where when when you're poor, you just pay more for everything. I pay more for rent than a lot of people I know who pay for a mortgage. You know what I mean? There, there's so many just regressive taxes when you're poor. Yeah. And there's there's a whole bunch of things. I think we, you know, food deserts, I think, are one of the other big yeah. uh, uh, challenges. So, you know, if you're a poor person and you can't, don't have a car and you live in uh, parts of the city... You can't just go to a grocery store. So you have to take a bus to get to the grocery store. And it's you know far from home, so you're paying more money just to get... Yeah. The, you know, the loaf of bread costs the same once you get there. But if you're spending more to get there because there's no place to get that near you... And then and, the and, convenience and, and, and of I, going somewhere closer, but it tends to be a lower quality. And, and, uh, and that's a tough one to solve, though, John. Because if I'm opening a business, and I have a choice of opening a business in a lucrative suburb or in, you know... The oh, east yeah. side of Cleveland. Uh, e- I- economically depressed area. All parts of East Side of Cleveland are not bad. <laughs> there are a lot of thriving parts there of are, East there Side are. of Cleveland. But I, I get what you're saying. But like uh and, and, I I know what you mean. Like uh economically you have to go where the money is, but this is where you get into and this is why people say it's systems. This is why people talk about systematic racism. This is why people say, this is why I talk about capitalism. Because on the surface, we're all just individuals trying to make our way through. But working through the system and the structure that we have now, it makes you feed into these institutions. So you're not racist per se, but you end up investing in areas that aren't people of color. You know what I mean? And you end up going where the money is and after you are... In that, then sometimes you'll find, well, hey, well, this area is about to turn around, which was this right. uh, this black area, but now we can uh, take advantage of it. And then you buy in there, and then you raise the standard up, but you don't do anything for the people there, therefore forcing them out. And so you end up being part of the system uh, 
whether you like it or not. Yeah, I, and the one thing, there's certain things that have changed in my lifetime. So I'm a fair bit older, you know, 51 years old. And um, we, uh, what the world looked like when I was, uh, you know, in, in junior high and high school versus what it was like 10 years later versus 10 years later versus 10 years later, it's, it's changed a lot and in a lot of ways for the better. I mean, the diversity in the workplace in, in, in tech jobs is much better now than it was 40 years ago. Yeah. Much better. Is it perfect? No. But it's now not a novelty to have people of color in, you know, executive roles at at companies. In 1970, it would have been a novelty. Yeah. Well, and, and still, to be fair, for some places, it still is. You know what I mean? There's still plenty of systemic racism. Don't get me wrong. No, no, I'm not saying that. Not, not just that, but I'm just saying, like, um, that's another thing we get caught up in is is our own observable universe but the things that are going on in other places like it's so weird even fortune 500 fortune 100 companies when you find out you know how little black people they're all at google you know what i mean sure like you know what i, I mean so i don't know what that number is but but yeah it's funny i'm just how. reading some about that and, and and or fucking tesla and how uh, all the lawsuits against them and they have hostile uh, work environments for people of color and shit like that. Now, that said, I don't think, you know, Elon Musk goes in a room like, you know, how can we fuck with the black people? But again, when you are not um, aware of that, and not only that, but you openly don't do anything to try to address it, it's just, it becomes a breeding ground for these types of behaviors and systems to creep up. And all of a sudden, as the dude that Tesla was talking about, you got people openly being racist, and you call the one place where the black people work in the uh, area some, you know, pejorative term, and it just, you know, and it you, just becomes You can, you can say the pejorative. I don't know what. Yeah, said. yeah. Um, well, I, I don't want to misquote anything. Okay, okay. I was already throwing out random numbers, you know. I'm, right. But, but um, so the place uh, I don't want to talk about the place I just finished working. Um, I'll talk about it in a good way. The diversity was great. Yeah. It was. It was. There was. You know. Meetings where we had basically a, one Hispanic person, three black people, and two white people, and it was a perfectly normal work environment. And but you I, are in Baltimore too. That's like when people come to Cleveland. You know what I mean? I mean the mayor's black. I used to always tell people like growing up in Cleveland, like I knew racism, but I really didn't know racism till I, racism till I moved to the suburbs. Because when when your neighborhood is black, when your school is black, the principal is black, the cops are black. Yeah, you know it, but like the power structures are around you are black, and that's what you get in places like Cleveland and Baltimore. But once you get in the suburbs, that's when you see like. Actually, this this project was in the suburbs. So, I know, no, I, but they I, they but, have a bigger black yeah, population. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I'm I'm just saying that to say it, that that's one of the good things about being in cities where you can see that. But immediately when you get outside of that, that's when you yeah. see the contrast. Well, I mean, yeah. And I'll tell you, what, you want to see contrast. Drive from Baltimore to Cleveland, yeah, through Pennsylvania. Yeah, so you go, <laughs> I've done that, that drive. Yeah, that, the, 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 the this is actually hilarious to me. So there's a big billboard that says Trump on it, but someone had covered up the T with pro-Trump stuff. So now it says Rump. <laughs> God, it was pro-guns, pro-gay. I'm sorry, pro-guns. Was it no, pro gay? Really? No, it was, no, pro, I, it was pro, pro gun, pro life, something. Gays for and, Trump. Is that next and, to the blacks for the, Trump? Yeah, they, they, they actually. 
<laughs> so many jokes. Gay there. black like, trans people for, for Trump. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what? There's they're out there. <laughs> I, they are like that dude has fans in every demographic because that's the beauty of fascism. Everybody wants to be in the in group. Everybody True. wants to be in the in group. And it's you're right. You're right about that. Now I will exclude present company and myself from that because I know what I believe in and oh yeah it, but yeah. but but you're right and it's, but, but, it's, but but the allure and the intoxication of just being able to be at the at at the top and and, cult and, and behavior is fascinating yeah you know I, I watched um, a bunch of stuff about Jim Jones and when you see that he's literally telling people to kill themselves yeah and he's coaching them through it like you do this and you're going to die and oh by the way arsenic poisoning is apparently excruciatingly painful these people are retching and, and just, and yet. The, I, thought guy, he, I thought he, he lied to them. I think he lied to a lot of them. Yeah. But yeah. he also convinced a lot of them. Yeah. And some of them tried well, to split and he had them killed. <laughs> well, yeah, the people who tried to they leave. They killed yeah, a congressman, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. But all right, I'm, I'm totally jumping off the rails. You want to talk about OPEC? I obviously know what OPEC is, but I don't know why that was on your mind as a topic of discussion. If you want to talk about elitism and capitalism and 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 haves and have nots, so, uh, let's get much better. Talking about OPEC, about what the Saudis are doing. So the Saudis said they were going to cut oil production because they're uh, them and the Biden administration have been like buttonheads and. and and just them in America have been buttonheads, period, you know. Uh, but um, so America was doing this thing about, you know, maybe reevaluating our our relationship we have with them. Because, of course, we sell them all these weapons. And, of course, the Saudis are pieces of shit. Like, okay. And, have and, you ever heard me talk about the Saudis? And so many, no. But, but but they are. This is the one time that I, I, I was going to try to do. I might do this as a joke. So if I burn this, whatever. But this is the one time. I wish George Bush was president because we need to go over there and give the motherfuckers some freedom. Because like they literally are trying to fuck with our economy with the cutting of um, the production of oil because they want the prices to go up. Plus, they're um, they, with, with a lot of all, uh, these things that go on with uh, geopolitics. They're trying to um, leverage themselves on Russia's side, especially with the war and all this, and they're just trying to. Uh, take a lot of the power away from America because, of course, Putin's mad because we're giving Ukraine fucking shit. And then uh, Saudis got mad because even though we're selling them weapons, we're not selling them enough for that fucking genocide they're doing in Yemen besides the, all, all the other shit that they're doing. But we make more oil than anybody. And what a lot of people were saying is we could just... I, I know we will never nationalize our oil, but that would be awesome. But... Uh, even if we didn't do that, the one thing that people don't really understand when they talk about oil prices is oil is traded on an open market. So everybody pumps their oil, they put it in the in, in the thing, and then we bet on how much this should be per barrel, and it's traded on the American dollar. And what a lot of people are saying is maybe we don't do that, and we just you know fuck with our own shit, and maybe you know renegotiate shit with Iran and Venezuela, and kind of you know triangle the fucking. Saudis out of it, but yeah, OPEC, fuck them, dude, and we need to get away from this shit, and it's a million reasons, and just, yeah, fuck right, them. So, Sorry. first of all, I have to wholeheartedly disagree with you about George Bush, because they kissed the Saudis' ass more than anyone. They're oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but oh. ul- but ultimately, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they went mean, into... Ridic- literally, there are pictures of George Bush kissing Prince Bandar. Oh like, yeah, they they used to walk on hands. He, I don't know if you use tongue or not, but I suspect. But you that's did. that's part of Middle Eastern culture too. The, oh, the, I'm being the, a dick, but in the all affection is always shared. Between all right, so men. two things, and and I'm I'm glad you're here to 
um, to let me go through this because Steve and I bounce around about this. But Iran and Venezuela. Iran is probably the only chance we have for fixing the Middle East. It's a yes, powerful a, nation. A very it's a young very, population. Young, a, a population very educated that, population. Yes, and, and, and they don't like the tyranny that they're going through. They, and what's they going have on there now is fucking wild, yes, dude. Yes, So, I mean, it, it's, it's also horrifying because there are... Well, they, well, are, they, were, they were called... Women they, are protesting and getting raped for protesting. And, and you know, they're... They're essentially yeah, they have on the verge of a that, civil war. They have police that go around and uh, fuck up women uh, if they don't have their hajib on. So they are ripe for change because, honestly, they were a very open uh, and secular company, <laughs> company, <laughs> the whiskey, country for years until uh, the Ayatollah took over during the, um, the 70s. The Carter administration, yes. Yeah, yeah. So... They they already weren't this super right authoritative uh, country. They just got sick of the United States fucking with them and overturning their shit. Because we overturned the Shah back what? No, in the we 50s. didn't overturn the Shah. We bailed him out. Yeah, yeah. So so the Shah, <laughs> we're going deep. But you know, part of the problem, though, this is a good job because one of the problems with conversations is everyone wants to, everyone wants to say this is the whatever. And yeah, it's yeah, such everything, a complicated and, and it doesn't fit in a Twitter feed, and that's why right. I love history because as we keep peeling back these layers, like we're doing with Iran, it's not just as simple as these people hate America. This is actually a very secular place that was very progressive, and even more progressive than we were at the time. And the only reason that this right wing regime got uh, implemented because they were the only ones that were uh, best reactionary in their eyes to what the West us was doing to them. And that's why we go have fascism take over too because that is one of the things that when there's a vacuum of power and you just need somebody to do something, Someone will step the in. strong man I mean, comes well, in. People don't realize that the reason Iraq happened is because we funded Iraq in a war with Iran. Iran mm-hmm. hated us because we bailed out the Shah who was a brutal dictator. And, yeah. just a, and, and when he looked like he was to be... Un- overthrown he split the country and then the uh rebellion failed he came back and then the 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 mullahs and the you know the the islamic extremists literally said fuck this attacked him and we gave him safe harbor yeah so that's why they hated us is the guy who would terrorize their people as a dictator for years gets you know to yeah gets the high rise in manhattan i don't know if that happened or not but essentially it might have and um and so anyway back to venezuela and iraq and iran Iran is a progressive wanting country. And yes. one thing that killed that, you're making me go show my age and bring back old stuff, but Iran was heading the right way. And then George W. Bush, the guy you just <laughs> threw a bone to, came out with his axis of evil speech and said, Iran, Iraq, and, and North Korea are the axis of evil. Well, first of all, there's no alignment with any of them. Second of all, Oh, I know. I, I know. I know you know that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not trying to lecture you. I'm just trying to say that you know, people forget how stupid that was. And that chain of events no, led to but, but I, people I, forget how I'm stupid that was. I'm talking about Iran like in the 60s, in mm-hmm. the early 70s. Like yep, by, yeah. by the time George Bush was making those statements, like you could easily blanketly say that because the government was presenting a certain image of what the country is. And to be fair, yeah, they're... they're it's kind of like Iraq, too, honestly, because Iraq was very secular under Saddam. And that's the other thing. Like, when we went to invade them, they, they weren't... 
it wasn't this super like like Saudi Arabia is the fucking they're they're the religious kooks. Well, hold on, the, 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 they, they the, pretend to be religious though. They, well, 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 yeah, but but I mean Mecca's there and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. like the yeah. infrastructure of sure. religion and, sure. and, and they can cloak themselves in it way more. That is oh, literally fan, yes. that is literally their Vatican shit that's going on. But the yeah the the fucking Iraq and Iran that that's fucking that's Persians and Arabs that's Sunni right. Shia shit. Yep. You know what I mean? But beyond but but it's more that tribal it's I. And not to oversimplify it, and I'm not trying to step out of my bounds, but a lot of it, with them being so secular, it's like, yeah, they're religions, but some of it is the way Jewish people can be culturally Jewish but not be super religious. And that's what's going, that was what's going on in a lot of these um, areas in these countries is, yeah, they ethnically identify as being, you know, a certain Muslim. type of people, but at the same time, they're not as rigid as the west paints them to be as these super right. hyper religious like we don't believe like even when they were talking about the ban of the road versus way that ain't even in the fucking quran you can get an abortion in the quran dude so like so it's like so and i and i'm not caping for islam either because i'm an atheist agnostic i don't believe in any of it you know what i mean but I think we demonize these people for so long that people lost a lot of the context. And to your point, um, how progressive places like Iran are, and how much potential and, and, and for uh, advancement the there is there. Yeah, and and it's it's a it's a total balancing act because right we we're so closely aligned with Israel, and I was always and it, don't, please don't no don't don't let me let me get mine in before you jump. Because I was always so pro-Israel, and I still am to a large degree. We, we, the, but uh, most logical people are, but they are. What the well? What I started to learn about their basically open their, air apartheid that they have. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what the, what the military there can do to Palestinian civilians who are technically in, in they're Israeli citizens. It's an like, open air like, prison. You, you can yeah. literally shoot someone and say, "Oh, they, I felt threatened." I mean, there's, this isn't even... To be fair, the police do this here, too. Well, they do that here, too. But here, there's at least a chance of them being prosecuted. I mean, right, we talked yeah, about that. Uh, there, it's considered Tuesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, it, no, you, look, we've talked about police, uh, you know, uh, violence and and that whole thing. <laughs> Don't want to go on a total rant, but no, no, that's you, such no, a big political fine. issue. But, but yeah, yeah. What, what what's going on in Israel right now is, is like, look... You don't. You no one wants to be anti-Semitic and what uh, Jews have went through for thousands of years and the Holocaust. No one wants to. You know, it, it, it's the equivalent of if black people finally got our rights and we got our Wakanda, but inside of our Wakanda we were oppressing some other ethnic right. minority. It's like it's like we understand the shit that you went through, and we we also understand your concerns because you're the only. Uh, you know, Jewish um, state, yeah, state in this area of just you know, of Muslim states. So we do understand, like you know, you can't be all kumbaya, like all right, we'll just be nice, and you guys are like us. So I do uh, appreciate the amount of defense they have to have, but that's you still can't oppress a population like that. There, there has to be a way around that because. That's not helping you. It's not ultimately going to do be for the good of Israel or the Palestinians. It's only going to stoke this shit. And I get, you know, the wanting to, you know, show that you have power and that you won't be dominated anymore. But you can't do that through the oppression of other people. You just can't. 
Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let, that kind of leads into midterm elections. So we're right around the corner from the midterm elections. And advertising this time of year is just awesome to me. Well, so like I, said, I don't have TV. Okay, well. Because I don't see any of Not only shit. do I have TV, I drove five and a half hours yesterday oh, no. through oh, Maryland, Pennsylvania, into Ohio. John Fetterman is running against Dr. Oz for Senate in, in the state Pennsylvania, of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Now, um, John Fetterman is... I, I know a little bit about him. I don't know a ton. I haven't done a bunch of research. But Dr. Oz is a fucking clown. I mean, he is a legitimate clown. Yes. He was he, and what I love is when Republicans used to say, you know, Obama's a celebrity president, so we elect Donald Trump, and Sarah Palin becomes a celebrity, literally. But a but, lot of but, that was just oh, projection from Republicans because their favorite one, Ronald Reagan, he was also a celebrity. Thank yes, you, so, yeah. right. But um, to hear, I thought I was going to go with this shit. Uh, listening to the ads, so Dr. Oz, nothing but a celebrity. He's got no credentials whatsoever. John Fetterman has credentials. He's been in office. He's he's uh, he's you know served as a, a, a politician before. The ads about him are against him are fucking awesome. John Fetterman chose to let twelve murderers out of prison. They went on and murdered twelve other people. Those it just I mean literally it's just what they will say yeah. and people fall for this shit. I what bothers me the most is you hear this stuff and you just go. Oh my God! John Fetterman is literally Some giving are, guns to murderers as they walk out of the door. You, you have to, you have to like just, just. I don't know because when I hear that, if from either side, like. But and, you're a smart guy, John. And again, me being a lefty, but from either side, like no politician wants to wants what they do to cause harm. Well, well, yeah. 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 Okay. I just bit my words with that. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot there are people who were like, "Yeah, January 6th. We, we, we yeah, should, there's, there's that. That would have been good if we actually mm-hmm. cut Mike Pence's head off. They and were going to cut his head off. They were going to hang him. How oh, dare you? All right, uh, all right. And that's the other thing. I love. I still see people. And, and, and I hate Mike Pence, but God damn, dude, what, I wouldn't do that. What, what What cracks me up is I still see Trump Pence stuff I, out I there. I throw like, him. You know those guys don't talk anymore because one tried to get the other one hanged, right? You know. You know? And they did, they just recently asked Pence. But he fucking voted for Trump, and he kind of alluded that he would. And well, he, yeah, yeah, he's, well, he's well, such well. a cock man. You just want <laughs> you just, just want to lock him in a gay bar and you, just like, you, dude, you, get it out, get do, it do, out. Do, do you remember my bit about him being gay? This is actually um, I for, well, I forget because he, he's so obviously gay, dude. So um, <laughs> my joke was, you know, just to repress when, when, man. Just when, when Trump get, got into office, he started oppressing black people, wanted to kick the Muslims out, kick out the Mexicans. And when Mike Pence came into power, he got tickets to Hamilton. Yeah. And and so that I... Oh, I, I remember that. And, yeah. then, and then my joke is, you know, I did that joke and someone gets mad at me and says, Mike Pence ain't gay. Mike Pence wants gay, may, gay men hung. I'm like, he wants them hung, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I, I'm forgetting who I stole that joke. I didn't, steal the, I didn't steal that joke. That joke was given to me in a comic talk room. Oh, God, who did I get that joke from? I did, I did the joke about being gay, and it was like, the, he wants him hung all right. And I was given permission to use it, and I've been using it ever since, yeah, and I forget right. who to give credit to. Damn it, I'm sorry. If you're listening, I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, the midterms are awesome. And so I, I put AOC up here, because did you happen to see the event she did? She tried to do a town hall. No. And it, she tried to do a town hall, and it gets, you know, filled with a bunch of anti-AOC folks chanting all kinds of nasty shit at her, and the crowd gets into this rhythmic chant of, you know, I don't know if it was Let's Go Brandon or what or something of that effect. Yeah. And she literally just starts dancing to the beat that they're giving her. So she's yeah. on stage just doing this shit. 
and people lost their minds about that. I'm like, I, I like AOC. Actually, I like her a lot. The more you listen to her, the more you listen to her, the more sense she makes. And she's a genuine wannabe here, here, civil servant. Here's the thing. The only, the only thing that is polarizing about her is that she's everything that people... Like could picture that they hate about New York City. She's a she's a young. Uh, I don't know. She looks Puerto Rican. She's Latina. I think she is. I think but, she is. But but you know, young young Puerto Rican. Uh, you know. But super girl. progressive. Not, well, she, I don't want to say girl. I'm not trying to. Just, she's, she's, you? she's a young she, young woman. But but you know what I mean. It's like it's like when people attack. Uh, the, I, I am very oversimplifying this, but it's when people <laughs> when attack like. Uh, she hawk, you know what I mean? Like women just <laughs> automatically just get shit on just for being there. You know what I mean? How, know, how, how dare you be here? How dare you have titties and be looking at me and want me to take you serious? You titty having person. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the she hawk. I'll be honest about she hawk. I have no desire to see it. I, like, I, lo- I, 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 I keep guy? pushing back. I I keep telling people I I really like that show. It's not the greatest show. But I really like that show because so I I I was a Marvel guy and I felt like they jumped the shark like a year or two ago just because the plots just became so just predictive and just ugh. and then they had a nice little um, the I'm not gonna spoil the end of She Hulk but they they kind of addressed that of how like okay let's have this big whatever come together and then we'll resolve it and then we'll move on and it's like that gets so predictable and boring it's so missionary what, sex <laughs> when does wakanda forever come out same day as my special the 11th so go see <laughs> john armstrong on the 11th of november at hilarities and then the next day show. and then the next day go see wakanda forever um the uh, uh sorry I, we got nas comes out that day too king's disease part three all right but that's not as important as John Armstrong at Hilarities on November 11th. <laughs> um, what's going on in the UK, by the way, is fucking hilarious and awesome. Liz well, their Trust, prize minister, she was there for, for six four, weeks. 44 days. 44 days. They yeah. literally were comparing her to a head of lettuce, asking would her administration last as long as a head of lettuce yeah. before it wilted, and it did not. Is Boris and coming back? That is predicted. It's not official. It's predicted. And... Um, the uh, the idea of that, think about that in American terms. Obama's in office. We hit Obama. We're going to put in Trump. This guy's a fucking buffoon. Let's put Obama back. I mean, it's not, I'm talking, they, about, oversimpl- they, talking about oversimplifying. I'm doing that Trump now. Trump was the answer to Obama. They, they would not replace Trump with Obama. They, well, they, not his followers. I mean, no, I mean, yeah. Obama... You know, I was just talking. We were talking a few minutes ago about the sequence of events and you know how Iran became what it was and how Iraq became what it was and how Israel became what it was, how we became what we are. Yeah. Right. I mean, I this is something very unpopular to say if I said it, and I don't even really mean it. But would we would we be better off had Mitt Romney beaten Obama? Because then a sane... I don't like Mitt Romney. I don't agree with Mitt Romney. No one. But he's not a fucking <laughs> lunatic. Likes Mitt Romney. No, exactly. I mean, you, you know what? As, as bad as Trump is, I kind of do look at him as an eventuality. It's like it's an, an inevitability that we were coming towards. Here's a Marvel, here's a Marvel reference. But, I am inevitable. Yeah, because, because of so much of the structural rot that we are not dealing with. 
And so if Romney had been elected, it would just have been a postponement of an eventuality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because there, there's a lot of things that have to come to reckoning. A lot of things about race in this country. And here's the thing: I know white people get sick of hearing it, but one of the things um, Democrats are horrible with messaging. Uh, no kidding. But uh, <laughs> like, uh, which I don't. Democrats didn't come up with the term critical race theory. It was something that Republicans cherry picked to scare right. other Republicans. But at the same time, shit like critical race theory, theory should just be called history. Which, by the way, it's only taught in college electives. So everybody who's scared no. that it's going to be taught to their their, well, their two year old, it's like whatever. But it, long story short. The thing that Germany did after the Nazis, which was teaching the rise of the Third Reich and how we got here and why you shouldn't have this type of thought and this pathology, we never did that after slavery. We never did that with Jim Crow. So many people just found out about Tulsa, and there's so many other dozens of towns that that happened to, and, and redlining that goes on. So when people look at black areas and ghettos, like how come these people can't just pull themselves from the bootstraps and they don't realize that there were literally towns that were bombed. There were literally like people who could apply for loans and who could get loans, but were still pushed in a certain uh, parts of town. My even with the latest uh, in two thousand eight, the subprime thing, there were there were so many black people that uh, that qualified for better loans, but they gave them these shitty subprime loans. And it just it's just and again, it's just a systematic thing. But if people had an education of that, I think that would give people more context to, as to why things are why they are. Because I can get on the surface, if you're a white person who doesn't know that, and you just live in this certain area that's decent, and then when you go to the game and you got to ride through the ghetto of your town, and you're like, well, how come these people just live in shit? Maybe they suck, you know what I mean? And if you don't have any context of, as to why structurally these things are in place you won't understand and you'll be on the side of, you know, fuck those people. It, 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 I mean, you're hundred percent right. And, uh, when you see the attitudes towards things like critical race theory, my kids are, they're making my kid feel bad for being white. Well, you know what? They're making your kid feel bad for telling the truth and truth. History should be truth. It's not. But here's the thing. I don't even agree with that. Like you don't, have to feel bad. I, I've said this. Hundred percent. I've said this a million yeah. times. Like when women, like this, is what makes me mad with like red pill guys with the Me Too shit, and being mad about that. Like if you're not out here raping women, what the fuck do you care about? I, I, People should have some come up and about. Hey, by the way, rape is really common, <laughs> and it shouldn't be. And if a bunch of dudes are getting mad, you're either just a defensive asshole, or you're probably a rapist. But, like, you know what I mean? No, you're right. And I feel that way when it comes to this racial shit. It's like, no one's trying to make you feel bad. When I see fucking serial killer documentaries, I'm like, they're trying to make men feel bad. I'm not a fucking serial killer. (laughs) You know what? This could go go on for hours, and I would love it, but um, we don't have that. We have not even gotten to your topic of Kanye. Uh, Kanye West. Ah, Kunye, as we've been calling him, because he is cooning uh, the latest with the White Lives Matter shirts, and he was going on his anti-Semitic rant, and 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 it's so much, it's so many layers with him. Uh, in a way, I don't like addressing it, but in a way, it's it's you know the gravity of it. 
he does seem to be spiraling. And I don't know. I don't know if that dude's gonna be around. I mean, we don't know if anyone, if any one of us is gonna be around. But I don't know if that dude's gonna be around in the next few years. So that's, at the weight, of mental illness. At, well, no, just no, at no, the sir. weight that of his foot being on the pedal right now. It's like you. I mean, I'm sure we we've all known people who just spiral to the point to where you you can tell that they're trying to self delete. You know what I mean? And I feel for him in that capacity. But the thing that makes me mad. Uh, There's a million things that make me mad, but like, yeah, you have mental illness, but you conveniently know who to point shit at. You know what I mean? He he constantly shits on black people. You know what I mean? And even once he starts saying his anti-Semitic shit, now he's on an anti-Semitic apologetic tour, but he ain't said sorry to black people about the shit that he said about. You know what I mean? So it, it it's even though I know you you have mental illness, you conveniently have mental illness against people who can't do shit to you and the people who do give you pushback then you you capitulate you know what i mean and i can't stand when people use that i know people who have mental illness there i have people in my family with we mental have, illness. dude we're comics and, and we're surrounded by people with mental yeah, illness yeah. all the time so so to so to me to use that as a cloak for your shitty behavior just isn't a good excuse to me because if you look at the stats people with mental illness statistically are more likely to be the victims of like violence sure. than, than to perpetuate shit. But you going out here doing this, I'm crazy, fucking kooky. No, you're a fucking douchebag. <laughs> you can be both those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be crazy and a douchebag. There's a Venn diagram in there. So maybe you're going to join this group, but there are friends in our, of ours in the comedy community who get mad at me for saying I'm a Joe Rogan fan. I am a Joe Rogan fan. Yeah. When Kanye was on his show, I listened to that episode, and it was fascinating to hear that guy talk. Because in one minute, you would go, this is a really interesting, intelligent guy. And the next minute, you're like, this guy is a flat-out unhinged sociopath. And it would jump And that, as you said, both things both can be true. And, 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 I and do appreciate are. some of his uh, music, but at the same time, like there, he lost me at so many things, but one of them is I don't read. To brag about not reading is so fucking it's be it's just beyond me. And and in this in this era of just absorbing content, I get how you can be an uh, observational learner, and a lot of men are. My son is autistic. I know I get all of that, but at the same time, to totally throw because the beauty of reading is unlike seeing a documentary or listening to music. Everything goes through a filter, and there's like a certain amount of propaganda and everything. You get that in written word as well, but the thing is, when you read, your brain is literally digesting. It's like chewing. It's like chewing words, and you're eating it, and you're digesting it, and it's, you're consuming it in a different way. And the amount of time that it takes you to consume it, the, the aloneness and the stillness that it takes to take all these words and to put it into a cohesive thought... That takes a certain amount of cognitive uh, ability on your end, so it's it's not as passive as watching something. So to d- totally dismiss that just lets me know, like it, it's yeah, it's this is his accord with you because I think there's an aspect of you're literally putting down the concept of what would elevate people, and I'm sure black it, people is what you're. You it, know. It, it, when it, and it's just totally dismissing something that's crucial to it. It's, it, it, it's the same as. I've had people I knew who didn't, uh, dudes who claim they didn't like kissing during sex. You know what I mean? How come? 
Uh, how can something so central to this thing not even be included? You know what I mean? So I, 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 I look at not reading as that. Like, yeah, you can still have a, an experience, but you're missing out on a certain amount of cerebralness if you can't absorb new information without just it being passively poured into your brain. Like, take some, eff- take some effort. Take a step towards it. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and reading requires that. You have to step, take a step towards it. That you know, John, that's a really I've never articulate heard it articulated that way. That's a great way to articulate it. Yeah, and trust me, I don't read as much as I used to because <laughs> it it is a chore. I'm not trust right. me. I it, it makes but, you tired. It's 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 boring. Like, but but it there there's it's like a workout. You don't feel like doing it, but when you're done, there's a sense of accomplishment. Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm thinking about what I'm going to do with my time off, and maybe I should read more because I'm I'm staring I, at I, a library. I, I, there's right a lot behind of you. a lot of books right here. Um, and and I know that one of the big problems with the country and one of the big problems with me is chronic overstimulation with just absorbing shit. It's not rare for me to have a phone here, an iPad open, and something being played to me on my computer. And I'm yeah. like, I'm literally looking at three screens, and sometimes there's a TV on in the background. I need to you know, go. Yeah, these you know, phones are the devil. But too. but yeah, but they're also awesome. Um, yeah. We talk about one thing real quick, and we got to wrap this up. But the Cleveland Guardians were eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, and, the goddamn and I, Yankees. So I grew up a Yankee fan. Um, no. I, I did. I know, and I get so much shit for it. And, oh, no, you're a New Yorker. Well, I yeah, grew up in New York State. But I will say this. I cheered for the Guardians hard because I lost my passion for the Yankees when they fucked over Joe Torre and then let A-Rod play them like a bitch. Um, but anyway, I want to just give a shout-out to the Cleveland Guardians. They People predicted them to do nothing. And I also, I'm trying, I'm trying to throw a... Lobs of red meat at you, John, because I remember doing a stand-up show with you right when that name change happened, and oh, you were yeah. in your glory with how uh, white people were melting down about, yeah. oh, they took this from me. Oh, you want to know what it's like? Should take it from you? So I'm gonna see if I can get you to throw out a bit, and then well, we'll wrap it up. I, honestly, I, I honestly, I, I've been, I've been placating the whites when it comes to the Guardians. Like <laughs> I, 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 I've been calling them still the Indians because it makes white people feel better, but like. <laughs> I call them the Guardians to get corrected. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm reading that jersey right. <laughs> no, but I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I, it's not. I'm. I was all about the name change, and it, yes, we. Should. I remember you doing that at Hatfield. I'm, I'm all about that. But the, here's the thing, too, is just on a psychological level, I get how people who are used to a certain institution, when it gets changed, can just feel shitty. So I get that. But we're just gonna have to wait for those people to die out and for Guardians to be a normal thing, which will happen. Which will also so. make the series of major league movies completely confusing to people. No, cause that that ain't going away. People will still know. It's like it's like the real fucking Native American Indians. They're gone, but we know about it. It's gonna be like our Indians team. They're gone, but everybody knows about it. They're not gone. They're just chill. Uh, anyway. I just I remember I remember you having a good laugh at the people melting down yeah, about that, yeah, and yeah. and I do want to congratulate. That I'm team. trying to get better with that. Same with my atheist shit. I used to fuck with uh, religious people and Christians more, but. The older I've got, I'm like, you know what? Whatever helps you not have anxiety like me, I get it. All right. I, no, I got to remember. It was John Hensler who gave me the Mike Pence hung joke. Yeah, so John Hensler. Hensler. Oh, man. That was my road dog, dude. All right. I know. All right, man. We got to wrap this up. Thanks for coming out here. We had John Armstrong, who, if you hadn't noticed, will be, or if you hadn't heard already, will be headlining at Hilarities in downtown Cleveland on East 4th on November the 11th. I will be there. I'm going to come see you, brother. 9.30. At 9.30, the late show. Even better. That way I can play some poker before and after. Yes. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter, and we are done.